Welcome to Surfcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. William Lamb and my friend and co-host today, Jocelyn Chavarria. Is that right, Jocelyn? Yes. <laughs> Can you Chavarria. believe I got it? So my Spanish is working, right? Yes, that was amazing. That was pretty good pronunciation <laughs> <Okay>. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all can't see him, but Luke is dying over here. He's just like cracking up. He turned his head away from us, as a matter of fact, because he knows that I don't really roll my R's really good when I'm trying to speak Spanish. But, uh, you know, if you're trying to speak Spanish, Jocelyn, all you got to know is baño. Por favor, right? So mm-hmm. where's the bathroom? <laughs> now, there's a better way to say that, but anyway, it gets you there, right? Yes, that is, yes that's all good. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Friday morning. We are delighted to be here with you well, wherever you are catching this um, Surfcast episode on our podcast, and we are, we're always, faith, always thankful for your faithfulness to join us. All right, Jocelyn, what are we going to talk about today? Yes, so today's title states, Leading Over Pleasing. Essentially, how do we engage in the world without becoming it? Well, I mean, actually, that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're Mm -hmm. supposed to be salt (laughs) and light in this crazy world in which we're living in, but not to be like the world. Jesus was very clear when he talked to his disciples about not being like the world. It's interesting to me because he actually gave us a very good commandment. I guess all commandments are good. Some of them sting, (laughs) but they're all good for us, but they Mm. sting, you know. And he talked very clear about this whole idea that, Love one another, right? Love mm-hmm. is a real deal, and we've got to love. But there is, I think, a, a, a fine line. I don't know if I want to call it a balance, but so much a fine line between what does it mean to actually love somebody and actually, you know, be a light to someone to lead them into truth. Yes. And I love I love that you brought up some of the commandments do sting. I think... Um, there's a few things that sting about needing to come from a leadership position rather than pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that we are designed to be set apart. Sure. So even that in and of itself, knowing that you are a bit different and you're probably going to stick out a bit, even if that feels like you're a sore thumb in the group because you're coming from that leader perspective. Um, you also mentioned the whole aspect of what it means to truly care for your disciples, to care for the people around you. Um, and I think one thing we need to understand is that pleasing is very different from caring. Um, oftentimes we think pleasing others is a form of caring for them. Sure. But, um, I mean, I know I've experienced sometimes doing the right thing means being able to do the right thing that's truthful even at the expense of disappointing them. You know, I think too, Josh, I think caring for people is a real reality for us because, mm. you know, what does it mean to care for people? How do you do that? Well, right. obviously you care for people in different ways. You know, um, some people, there's, there's a whole love language thing and I'm not really savvy on the whole love language thing. I'm trying just to be successful in it. You know, I don't really um, understand it all. And I, I've read all <laughs> the theory about it. I get it. You know, I, I know what people are saying, but, but sometimes presence is more important than actual words. Mm. But I don't think we can deny the reality that there are times that we cannot be silent. And then there are times that we need to be silent. You know, truth is a non-negotiable for us. For me, truth is a non-negotiable. Now, how I approach um, relationships varies from different, you know, stages in life, different people, time to time. But I think for those of us that call ourselves Christ followers, and I love that phrase, you know, your generation Mm -hmm. introduced that to me, I think, um, a few years ago, because I mean, Christian, 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 man, you know, like, like I'm a Christian, right? But yeah. then this whole idea of a Christ follower was kind of a little mm-hmm. bit different than that for me, because it was more than just claiming to be a Christian. It was someone who was actually a disciple who actually walked out this whole idea. It's the same thing that I've been doing all my life, 
but I love the Christ follower kind of mm. phrase and, and mindset. So I want us to think about that for just a minute because being a follower of Christ obviously means that I'm a bearer of truth, right. that I carry truth as a non-negotiable piece for me. You know, what are some mm. ways do you think that your generation needs to see my generation reflecting truth? Yeah, I think, I think we need to start off with knowing that we do have that for yeah. reference. We have examples of good Christ followers in the Bible. Um, the way that I would describe it is we have to have a true north. Mm-hmm. We have to have somewhere we can always look back on. So um, I think from leadership perspective, I think that people in your age model that really well. My age. You your you age, did. yes. Yeah, because like there's the old guys I'm like 20 you, years old, so yeah, a lot old younger. Guys like you, <laughs> but something that has always, seriously, something that's always inspired me about you, Dr. Lamb, is that you do keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. And that prize isn't materialistic, but what you just said, you have that truth for reference. So I think for our age is understanding, keeping your eyes on the prize, keeping mm-hmm. your eyes on the true north. You can always do the right thing if you know what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I tell students all the time, learn well so you can teach well. Right. You know, if you learn well, then you're capable of communicating and teaching well. If you don't learn well, then there's no way possible that you're going to be able to really communicate and Mm -hmm. teach the gospel in in such a true way. Uh, Chapel yesterday in the Con Center at Lee University was was pretty good. I mean, I say pretty good. It was great. The word from Chad Harris was, was pretty clear, and he was straightforward. You know, there's two roads, two approaches in life, you know right or wrong. And, and I think that, you know, his, his, his challenge to us, he talked about this idea of one move. And I really like what he said when he challenged us to dig into the word, you know, delight Mm. yourself in the word. Um, We did a previous episode with Justin Walker some time ago, and he talked about booking in your day, you know, and he talked about like a 30 minute in the morning, or I don't, I don't know, an hour, whatever you want it to be. But then also at the end of the day, book in your day with the scripture. And he talked mm-hmm. about, it was an interesting point, you know, is to, is to really read at one end of the spectrum, but then really meditate at the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know? So what does it mean to just read a line, stop, pause, let that kind of sink in, yeah. you know, let it kind of make its root mm. in you. And, and Chad, Pastor Chad Harris yesterday was, was very clear on that idea. And he talked about this whole idea that if we will really delight ourselves in the, in the truth and desi- delight ourselves in the word, that it will do three, three things in our life. Number one, it keeps us from the path of destruction. Number two, it will lead us to an encounter with Jesus. It was really cool. He talked about understanding the, written word will lead mm-hmm. you into a incredible relationship with the living word. And then number mm-hmm. three, he talked about it will sustain your relationship with God. And when you read, it puts fuel, fuel. What is fuel? Fuel. <laughs> fuel. This is great. I'm saying it enough times that um, Luke doesn't have to edit it out. It will put gas. It will put fuel on your fire. And so, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm hoping that those of us that call ourselves Christ followers will really understand God gives us a principle. He gives us truth. It's not to be kept alone. It's to be shared broadly and liberally. And it's more about how you reflect it than yeah. how you say it. Yes. I I mean, that was... Yes, all of that was just so good. I think something even Dr. Cross was talking about yesterday in our ethics class 
Um, it's one thing to know the rules, mm-hmm. and it's one. It's even one thing to follow them. But he emphasized the fact: is it like you said? Is it really? Is it a place that we're making in our hearts? Is that that space that we're also making, not only just to read the scripture well, to do your due diligence in the morning and in the night, but are you meditating in the Word? Mm-hmm. Because essentially. You're giving, you're giving of yourself. And if you come to a place where you're not, you're, that fire's not burning in you. And I think that, and you mentioned, okay, what's something that us leaders can do better or that we do well? I think something that's really well is because you guys have that eye on the prize, you have that flame. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something we even talked about um, in our meetings is you need to make sure you're not trying to go and follow the rabbit hole of comparison because you're just going to end up living in the shadows of someone right. else. You're not really right. leading at that point. And so I think one of the biggest takeaways from all of this is if you don't know your true north, and that means even in your heart, making that space in the meditation prayer, you will chase down the rabbit hole of popularity, comparison. You know. The- yeah, and, but I also think I want to challenge us to think about this idea that, you know, a true north, yeah, of course, Bill George's book is a great book on that. But, mm-hmm. I, but I also think... You know, my true north cannot be my pursuit for pleasure. Right. Right. My true north has to be my understanding of, not my understanding, my acceptance of truth. Mm. Right. So truth isn't really something that that I shape it like I want it to be. Truth shapes me like I'm called to be, like I'm supposed to be. You know, so this, this world, I say this world, people, for whatever reason, there's this huge influx of pleasure-mindedness, right? So... Mm. Uh, there's an old, what is it, the old jingles that these, these uh, I, I think it's Burger King. It's Burger King. They did an old <laughs> jingle. There I am old, making myself really old, but which I am. But this um, this old jingle, you know, says you can have it your way. I think it's Burger King or something like that. It's like, you know, meaning that you can put whatever you want to put on that hamburger. You can put lettuce and <laughs> tomato and onions or you don't have to put any of that, you mm. know, have it your way. Yeah, Man, it's really not, Jocelyn, about having it your way. It's about living it his way, the creator's mm. way, what God wants for us. So while we pursue the perspective of focusing in on a true north and recognizing where we're headed and what we're doing, I think we need to be reminded that all of that is wrapped within the concept of truth. Yeah. And what is God saying? You've heard me say this before, that um, you were created for community. Mm-hmm. You were never created for isolation. So I want to challenge myself, you, Luke, anybody else that's listening to this episode, I want to challenge you in this whole idea of living in community. Remember why you're there. Right. You're there as salt. You're there as light. You're there as a reflection. You've heard me talk about the distinction between a refraction and a reflection, mm-hmm. right? A refraction being a distorted perception, a reflection being an accurate depiction. Mm. And I think that that in in the space that we have now in the world, the world needs believers, Christ followers, faithful covenant carriers of the gospel, right, to be people that will, yeah, you've got to love people, but loving does not mean accepting their ways that are not according to scripture. Mm -hmm. It also means accountability. It also means helping one another to stay um, vibrant in this pursuit Mm -hmm. with God. There's a great passage of scripture, Galatians 2 and 20, one of my all-time favorites. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, 
and gave himself for me. And I tell people all the time, you know, take and, and, and grab a little piece of your skin. Everybody's got some extra laying around. <laughs> grab a little piece of your skin, you know, and kind of twist it until you can, can feel the pitch. And that's a reminder that you're human. Mm. That's a reminder that you're living in a sack of dirt, your flesh. Mm. But even though we are flesh, Jesus was very clear, you also have to crucify and sacrifice your pleasure, your your flesh. Paul was simply saying in this passage, you know, for those of you that are leaving the lifestyle of sin to the lifestyle of Christ following, you're making an exchange. You're yeah. making a decision. You're removing from going one direction that you know was not appropriate mm. to going the direction that you know you should be headed in. Right. So I think for your generation, my generation, for all of us, I think it's important that we focus in on this idea that God's really not interested in giving it my way. He's very interested in me pursuing his way. And when I do, then my perspective changes. Mm -hmm. So the things that I used to want to pursue, man, they're distasteful. Mm -hmm. I no longer want those. And uh, I don't have a nicotine habit. I don't, I've never smoked in my life, never vaped in my life. I got some friends who have. I've got some friends who do. And one of the things that I discovered many years ago in encounter with, with a person who was a smoker was, I don't know what it's like. Now, now you want to talk about chicken and, and, and hamburger or chicken and beef? I, I've got a taste for chicken <laughs> and beef, right? Just not nicotine. Right. But that is such an addiction for so many people because... I guess it's just, it's a taste. It's a factor for them, right? I, I think what Pastor Harris was saying yesterday in Chapel Lee, and I think the challenge for us today on this episode, man, is, is get an appetite. Mm-hmm. Get an appetite that won't kill you eventually, that won't disrupt your life, that won't, well, I, I actually may disrupt your life for the good, but get an appetite for the things of God and dig into that and so if you want to talk about leading, you want to talk about pleasing, please God first, lead others well. Yeah, that's that's so good. And I think the beautiful part you mentioned, Paul, is he goes on to say by sharing a life like this of crucifixion, because it's it's a daily thing, yeah. daily, we also share in that glory. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the beautiful part, too. And I think that's just as an encouragement, too, is understanding by doing this, it's no easy thing, because you have to sit there with integrity Asking yourself, I'm about to go into this mm-hmm. knowing that I might be unliked, knowing that I might not fit in and be disagreeable, but it is the art of helping others build resilience and discipline. Mm-hmm. But in in that discipline towards the truth and by doing that, you get to see the fruits of that. And I think that is what Paul means by living in that glory. And it's even just a small fraction of what we're promised. Exactly. And I think the the, the, the challenge too and the reality for us is that when you when you go to some of the places in the world you go, is that influencing you more mm. than you influencing that environment? I mean, there's some places I just don't go because yeah. it's not wise for me to go. There's some places and some encounters that I've been in that if my reflection of Jesus, if the Holy Spirit that lives in me is not operating in his fullness, then I don't need to be there. If he can't be seen in me in that environment and I make an impact in that environment, 
that's an environment I don't need to be in. So I want to challenge us all to think about that. When you step into places, if you're not able to be salt and light there, man, vacate until you can become more salt and light and more visible and more notable for Christ mm. before you go in that environment. Yes. So accepting is is a real tricky kind of a mindset. Um, I would like to use this idea instead of just accepting, um, why not influence? Yeah. Why not influence for the sake of the good and the sake of the gospel? Hey, we're almost done with this particular episode, right? Yes, we are. It's I don't know if good. I'm empty of words or the time just runs <laughs> no, out. No, but. but I think, you know, just to close that out too is um, also understanding you guys don't, none of us have that burden of trying to rescue anybody either. So if you're in a group where you feel that the, that influence isn't there, it's also okay for you to walk out. Yeah. And, knowing and, that you and, have and pray for God to, to give you the yeah. influence mm. and still still and go still, back and yes, win those love people. Love from afar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and not just yeah. love from afar. Be present. Be present. But mm-hmm. be full of God where you are. Because yeah. if you take God with you wherever you go, that's a key point. You take God with you wherever you go, the atmosphere will change there. Yeah. I got some circles that I have walked in where language is pretty bad. You know, these guys, man, they just they just let it roll. Um, I don't speak some of those words, right? And so when I would show up as a chaplain from time to time in certain scenarios, man, they would change they would change the verbiage. I mean, it would be like, and they would even apologize to me. Mm. You know, hey, sorry, chap, you know, that, that we're using this language. Hey, listen, think about what you're saying, what you're sending, and what you're doing. If it reflects the Messiah, if it shares the good news of Jesus Christ, if it makes light reveal darkness, Keep doing it. If it doesn't, man, go back to uh, catching that word and praying and asking God to do the work in you that makes him visible to others. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to ServeCast with Dr. William Lamb. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at ServeCast to stay updated on special guests and future episodes.